Welcome to Cultivating Second Chair Leaders, conversations about living out servant leadership in the second chair. My name is Emily Phoenix, and I'm a second chair leader. I serve as the new programming coordinator for the Karpenko Institute for Nurturing and Developing Leadership Excellence, also known as Kendall. This is an organization that resources and supports second chair leaders to enhance the ministry of congregations in their communities and the world. I've been a second chair leader my whole career. I've learned to love the role and understand that God has called me to it, even when I've experienced challenges. We can move forward with purpose when we understand our roles on a team and as part of a family, community, company, or organization. I want that for my own calling, and I hope to help you in yours with the guests we bring into conversation in each episode. This season, we will explore the importance of investing in fellow Christ-like servant leaders through active listening, equipping, and conversation along the way. For the second chair leader, there is significant value in the ability to lead up, down, and across in the building and nurturing of relationships. We will discuss Christ-like practices that help us cultivate individuals through setting an example, voicing the vision, understanding and engaging in the multiplication of leaders, as well as how spurring and encouraging one another help all leaders mature in their roles. On this bonus episode of Cultivating Second Chair Leaders, we continue to share impact stories from Cultivating Faith and Health, the themes from Seasons 1 and 2 of the podcast. Our guests are individuals who have just finished their two-year Classic Kendall experience. You will hear a brief introduction from me and then recordings that they created as part of their wrap-up experience. Our first story comes from Angela Erickson, who currently serves as a Christ-like servant leader in her home alongside her husband and four children as they recently moved to Kansas for new ministry opportunities. Let's listen to how Angela has helped her family embrace Sabbath living. My very first growth plan was the very first practice, Embrace Sabbath Living. I knew this was something that I needed to give some intentionality to because I am not a restful person. My brain is not a restful place to be with uh, my husband working as principal and with four kids that are in all the things. We don't have a ton of downtime. So recognize that this needed to be something that we were intentional about. One thing that we have changed and implemented, Saturdays are always so busy. There's all the things. There's the games, the sports. We also have church meetings on Saturdays that it seemed like there wasn't a lot of time for the cleaning, the household chores, um, meal planning or grocery shopping that that seemed to kind of be put on Sundays. And that Sunday was not a a full day of rest for us. So what we've been a minute is Saturday being a Sabbath prep time. And the, the cleaning, not that the house needs to be perfect, but getting it to a reset point where when you wake up in the morning on Sunday morning, that's not the first thing that you're thinking about is the clutter or the vacuuming or any kind of cleaning. Having some meal prep. I'm not a super, uh, super altogether meal prep person that I have it all set out, but having groceries done, having some idea, having something set out, maybe something's pre-cooked, um, help set up the week too, but doing a couple of these little things that will set the rest of the week up for success really has been key, but also doing it on Saturday. 
even if it's busy, even if it takes more intentionality, is has been something that has made Sundays more able to be a time of rest and recharging. And just that we as a family are able to have that rhythm that we can go hard, we can work hard, we can give our whole hearts, our whole selves to whatever we're doing, whether it's school, whether it's our ministries, but that we also have those times where we're able to recharge. And so the Saturday Sabbath prep is something that's been key for us. Our next story comes from Nathan Ingman, who lives and serves at Memorial Lutheran Church in Katy, Texas. Nathan shares about the practice of learn and live scripture and implementing it daily with his children. Hey, this is Nathan Ingman. Uh, one of the things with Kindle I've learned to, to put into practice are the uh, practice of learn and love scripture, as well as in cultivating individuals, setting the example. And so I started doing devotions uh, for me, but with my kids so that they could see me uh, actually in scripture and I could be setting that example. And so this is one of the things we kind of do. So Matthew 19, verse of the day, uh, Matthew 19, verse 26. Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And so, son, for me today, uh, there's a lot of work I'm doing. We're setting up some mentoring groups and some what we call clusters and uh, for both students but also for adults. And there's a lot of work with that, and that's a pretty big task. And that seems really hard and and a lot of work, but this verse reminds me that with God all things are possible, that He can help me do this, and we can do some great things for Jesus, for the kingdom. Okay? Okay. Our next story comes from Erica Mitz, who lives and serves in the Kansas City area at Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church. Erica shares the blessing of leading a group through the Cultivating Faith Journey Guide, which you can learn more about in episode eight, resources for second chair leaders. Hi, everybody. It has been such a joy for me to be a part of the Kindle experience and really get to learn how to cultivate and multiply different people. And it's been so good just learning all about the different uh, Kindle language. And especially, I feel like I've learned a lot about the Kindle language when it comes to the Cultivating Faith book. I've had the opportunity to lead two servant leader clusters, both through this book, and rereading it the second time through has made different things stick out even more to me. And it's been so cool to read all these different Bible passages, some that I've read before and others that I didn't even know were in the Bible, and see how they relate to cultivating faith, whether that's witness willingly, pray unceasingly, or a few of the other ones as well. So it's been so cool to just learn more about Kindle that way, really apply that to my own faith walk, and also have the opportunity to just really get to know the people who did the clusters with me, whether that was uh, a couple of our Sunday school teachers or some of our youth group leaders and even have an apprentice for the one with the youth group leaders. It's been so good to just pour into them, have them learn more about Kindle, and also start equipping them to cultivate and multiply as well. So thank you, Kindle, so much for cultivating faith, and I'm excited to actually do other studies in the future, as well as equip other leaders to lead their own servant leader clusters, too. Our next story comes from Sarah Morris, who lives and serves in the Dallas area at Crown of Life Lutheran Church. Sarah shares how the practice of pursue wellness has become a more significant part of her daily routine. One of the things I've really appreciated about the Kindle Strands and Practices is the emphasis on cultivating faith and cultivating health. 
I've tried a couple of different growth plans, especially with the cultivating health. Um, and one thing that I've found that I've really enjoyed doing is cooking more meals, especially healthy meals at home and just the joy of that cooking. Um, but even starting before that with the meal prep and uh, menu planning process. Um, so I've just really appreciated that healthy step. Our next story comes from Heather Vall, a second chair leader living and serving in the Milwaukee area at Emanuel Lutheran Church, Brookfield, Wisconsin. Heather shares insights from how cultivating her health has had a positive impact on her leadership abilities. Ditching the cold, cloudy, snowy Wisconsin for the sunny, warm Florida. One of the things that Kindle has taught me um, and reminded me of is to put on my mask before helping other people. And what do I mean by that is taking my day offs, embracing Sabbath living, um, actually using all of my vacation times so that I can connect in with myself, with God, um, with my husband. And in turn, that has really helped me um, get more people involved in ministry because it's not just me and it's a good excuse to ask for help because you're not going to be there. Um, it has also helped me to encourage other people to take vacations, to take time away or not to feel guilty if they need to take a break from teaching or whatnot. The Strand One really has impacted me personally and professionally, but also has an impact on Strand Three with setting the example, equipping to multiply, spurring one another on, encouraging one another. Um, it truly really is amazing to see how God has worked in my own personal life that has affected the way I look at ministry and the way that I work in ministry and the way that I build relationships in ministry. It has made me healthier and also uh, my ministry healthier too. Our next story comes from Amy Hoyer, a second chair leader living in the Dallas area and serving at Zion Lutheran Church. Amy shares how it took a couple of different attempts to find what worked best for her to pursue wellness in her regular routine. One of the strands I wanted to work on during Kindle was to cultivate health, specifically the practice of pursuing wellness. I knew that taking care of myself physically had fallen way down on my list of priorities, and I wanted to do better. For me, this looked like catching up on missed doctor visits and checkups, eating a healthier diet, and moving more, specifically walking. My Fitbit tells me that at the beginning of Kindle, I was averaging less than 7,000 steps a day. So a couple of my first growth plan objectives were to find walking buddies who would help keep me motivated and accountable. And secondly, to add days to my week um, of being active more than 30 minutes a day. I found the walking buddies, but as the days and weeks went on, I or they would make excuses and we wouldn't walk. And so I wasn't adding more active days to my calendar. Enter Riggins. Getting Riggins helped me to be more active. We go outside each day, no matter the weather, even when it's cold and snowy in Texas. We are averaging 45 minutes a day, seven days a week, and we're up to averaging 11,500 steps a day. I look forward to most days of walking. Our final story comes from Jonathan Guzzi, who lives in Morton, Illinois, with his wife and children and serves the people of Bethel Lutheran Church. Jonathan shares how his pursuit of a hobby in karate has helped him improve upon Sabbath and wellness practices. 
Hey, it's Jonathan. Um, so I'm sitting here in my gi and I'm going to be talking about uh, cultivating health and cultivating faith. So uh, the practice first is pursuing wellness. Um, karate is something that's been near and dear to me for a very long time. Uh, but as with a lot of things, a lot of things like hobbies and um, it just kind of took a seat on the sideline for a while because of um, just changes and and family life and, and moving states and um, just things get in the way, right? But it's something that I've picked up again over the last year and a half and I've started working out more again uh, with my martial arts and it's helped me to set some goals. I am going to be testing for my next rank later on this year and I've actually started teaching uh, my son and a couple of his friends karate as well. So not only is it bringing me um, physical wellness, but it's bringing me some... Uh, just emotional and mental wellness too is it's something that I just truly love and it's a, it's a passion of mine that I I'm now getting to pass on, um, but I'm I'm also viewing it a bit in terms of uh, cultivating faith and specifically embracing Sabbath living because of the book, uh, the rest of God that we read during our first year, uh, because the author specifically talks about Sabbath through play, um, and this is something again that I just I've loved for a long time. I started when I was ten. And it's uh, now something that I'm getting to pass on to my son um, and some of his friends and maybe some others down the road. Who knows? Um, but it's something that I know has blessed me. And I know by me being invested in this and also looking at it through those lenses of cultivating faith and cultivating health, um, it's going to help me both um, as a professional, but also in my personal life. Um, it's just, again, it's been such a blessing for me and I know it's going to continue to be a blessing as I pursue those things as a Christ-like servant leader. We wrap up our time together by sharing a Bible passage as our closing prayer. This season, we have been using the Great Commission, which reminds us that Christ has taught us to be servant leaders and has given us the command to build up others, not just as followers, but as leaders. From Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Amen. Do you have an impact story to share? Contact us using the info found on the outro of this podcast. Look for the season four trailer to drop in early September. We thank you for listening to this episode. Check out the show notes for links to what was discussed. What's your next step as a Christ-like servant leader in the second chair? We would love to hear from you. Share with us by tagging or sending a message to at Kindle underscore social on Instagram or searching Kindle Servant Leaders on Facebook. You can also send an email to emily at kindleserventleaders.org, and we may share your story in the future. If you liked what you heard today, share this episode on your social media platforms and leave us a review. As we support and share encouragement with you, we want to spread the word and share this podcast with all types of leaders. The music you heard in today's episode was performed by Brad Sturtz, who serves as music director at Peace Lutheran Church in Lombard, Illinois. We thank Brad for sharing this gift with us. This podcast is made possible by Kendall, an incarnational ministry that encourages, prepares, and supports a growing number of God's people as they live out their baptismal calling to be Christ-like servant leaders 
in their congregations, homes, workplaces, communities, and the world. To learn more about the organization and support our work, go to kindleservantleaders.org.